So recently, um, I hired a VP of marketing for Nosby, and this way, I'm no longer a VP of anything at Nosby. I'm just the CEO, which means I had to find a gig for myself, and I became a webmaster. And this is what I want to talk to you today on the podcast. Wow, a webmaster. What a beautiful <laughs> circle of life. You began as a PHP web developer. <laughs> You before that even you made websites for clients. Uh, I'm not sure if we ever told this story on the show, but once you made a website in like 2003 or something yeah. to a client, a, a company making um, sewage systems. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, yeah. yeah, like sanitary systems, whatever. Yeah, a company building something, not not too exciting, just a website, and then me. Long time ago, long time, not really true, but actually it is true. I was also a PHP developer, and long time ago, I made, I made a CMS, a content management system. That's what you do if you're beginning your career as a PHP developer. That's your project, your, your open source project. You make a content management system, essentially a WordPress, but worse. <laughs> exactly. So I made a content management system, which was called Watermelon CMS. And if that tells you something, hey, Watermelon, I heard that before. It's because now we have a project at Nosby, which is called WatermelonDB, because Watermelon CMS is the past. It's so bad. It's so long time ago. You can barely even find it on the internet. And the name is too good. It's, it has been recycled. Recycling is good. Anyway, <laughs> this, this was a lot of work, building this, this CMS. And I've never used it. It was just kind of a project that I, I used to learn PHP, to use object-oriented programming, uh, you can look it up on the internet, on my GitHub, if you want to see how I programmed in 2010 when I was little. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, this was never used in production, except for once. Except for one project where um, me and someone else were hired to remake a website for a client. And we did it, and I used my CMS because I already knew how to use it, and I didn't know how to use at WordPress, I, I wasn't, um, I, I didn't have experience with it. So we made that, that website using Watermelon CMS. And when it got time for me to put it on their uh, FTP servers, guess what I found? I found the index.html file or index.php file. And at the top, there was a comment header that said, copyright 2003, Michael Slominski, appivision.com. <laughs> I was like, I, I know that guy from the internet. <laughs> so you actually yeah. overrode my website. Yeah, <laughs> the old one wasn't that good. The new one isn't that good either. But <laughs> but it's life. I, I, I checked a few months ago. Um, someone reminded me of it. And uh, it's still online, uh, running smoothly, you know, many, 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 many years later. And now you're back. To being a webmaster. What the hell? What, what's going on, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Um, as you know, I am... Um, uh, so first of all, I can... Uh, I'm not allowed to code at Nosby because uh, I would just make a big mess because you're doing such cutting-edge technologies that, you know, I can barely comprehend them. I can comprehend them, but, uh, you know, I wouldn't be a good contribution there. So, uh, um, so that's one thing. Second thing, we don't use CMSs anymore. What we do is we use things, and that's the good thing about 2019. There are so many things that are just nicely done, and you can just use them. Like, 
like the WordPress 5, like the new latest WordPress, it's fantastic. Uh, and it just launched. And um, and uh, uh, personally, as you know, I'm involved in the Parents Association <laughs> in my, my kids' school. So I decided to rewrite their website to the new WordPress. Why? Because their CMS, CMS, so their content management system, their way of writing pages is so nice. I mean, it's very user-friendly. It's very cool. So... I'm hoping that other parents associated, uh, you know, running the association will also contribute their content to the website. And in one year, I'm going to report to you that it's not the case because everybody's afraid to contribute. But <laughs> but I hope that with this new uh, CMS, they will be able to do it. So uh, so that was one thing. But um, more, more importantly, I decided uh, to to do something extra for our company. Uh, so first of all, and mm-hmm. then something extra for, for me and the company. So first up, uh, I wrote uh, quite a while ago that you can actually use GitHub um, uh, for writing and you should use GitHub for writing. And especially if you have an iPad Pro or any kind of iPad, there is a great app called Working Copy that works very well with GitHub. And GitHub, as you know, version control is very good because once you write something, an article, then somebody else can correct it. And then you can see the difference, like the changes that they've made, and you can learn from them. And most of all, like it's automatic. Like you, you, I write a post, um, I, I delegate task to Magda, and Magda corrects it, and it's done. So we have the perfect thing written. Uh, can you explain to non-developers what the version control is? Exactly. So, so GitHub, uh, it's a, it's an app that helps you uh, uh, do version control let's say, through Git. Mm -hmm. So what it does is that um, it makes sure that if some people, if if more people are are working on the same thing, they don't screw things up for themselves. Uh, Very simple thing. I'm writing an article. Uh, All right, let's say, I mean, it comes from from programming. So when you write a piece of code and somebody comes in and Mm -hmm. wants to correct the piece of code, they can do that. And... If, for example, you're writing, you're writing, you know, part of this code, and they are writing the second part of the code, uh, this system can be so intelligent that it can actually merge these two things together. And this way, uh, and, and it can detect if there's a conflict or not. And if there's no conflict, it just merges them automatically. So this way, you can be working on, you know, on the same, you know, big, um, long piece of code, but just in different. Uh, places and just be contributing to it at the same time without, you know, um, alerting each other. Look, I'm working on this. Oh, don't don't touch it because I'm working on this right now. Uh, like all that stuff. So, uh, I think the version control. You know, without version control, we would be completely screwed. Because because uh, otherwise, working on any kind of bigger project where two or more developers are involved, it would be just a complete nonsense. Yeah, and the, the 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 big point here is that you have a total history. So it's not like you just have your files or your stuff, but every time you make a change, you commit it to the repository. Uh, that, that's the lingo. And then you made a new version, right? And you can see the diff or the difference between two versions. And you can see how the text or the file changed between those versions. And so you can always roll back to any previous version and what you're talking about is called branching. So you can have like multiple people work on different kind of versions, yeah. like complete copies that have their own version history. And then when multiple people are done, you can merge those kind of uh, version trees 
together so that you can see if uh, multiple people change the same line of code or the, the same uh, sentence, then you can see the the difference from this person and this person and you can make a decision. But but every every change is captured in time and it's not like you just have one version and it only works as long as it works. And if you screw something up, you don't know how to go back. Exactly. So this is this is a cool thing. I mean, you cannot screw things up. And uh, coming back to the WordPress thing, just to tell you that um, in WordPress five, also there is a, it's, it's like you know a poor man's version control. But every article also has a version. So it's another uh, good thing that if you know some of my parents yeah, changes a, a website that I don't want them to change or makes a change that is like catastrophic, I can bring back the old copy and it's fine. So and 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 in Git it's even better, as you said. Like everything is really very well versioned. So this way, uh, there is no danger of screwing things up because you can always revert to a previous copy to a previous state. So this is really good. And in my article about GitHub working copy and AI writer, I was um, actually copying <laughs> copying the setup uh, from uh, our friend friend uh, Federico Vitici, um, that there is a very nice way to edit stuff on the iPad, push them to GitHub, and this way uh, many people can be working on the on the articles. And especially in our case, when we have um, you know everybody's working from homes, from different homes, there's no no one common office. We can work on different articles together, and then later we can translate them, so and we can see like everything that is happening. So all the history of what's happening with the article, how it's being translated later, and all that stuff. Everything is in GitHub. So um, I introduced this to marketing team uh, in Nosby, and now they're using it a lot, and uh, I I love it. And again, it gives me this confidence that when I write something, I know it will be pushed to GitHub, and then I know it will be saved there, and I cannot screw things up, and I have a backup on GitHub as well, which is really cool. So using that knowledge and my old school web mastering skills. I was following quite a few companies that like us uh, are a little bit different. So uh, are being run remotely and they have uh, like, you know, they're, they do cool things. And some of these companies, what are, they're doing is they have a, com a complete guidebooks to their company. Like, you know, like mm -hmm. we do th things this way or we believe in these things, like, you know, guidebooks or if you want to have know about, about this, like go here and all that stuff. And We've been documenting this kind of stuff as well uh, on Dropbox Paper, but Dropbox Paper is cool for quick feedback, but it's not really good to store like permanent information because then you, it's really hard to find it. So I can, and also, thanks to you, uh, you reminded me that I should start vlogging, you know, at the company. So and, and I do that. I'm actually mm -hmm. after this show, uh, after we record, record the show, I'm gonna uh, record uh, my June slash July vlog uh, for the team. So. All that, I thought, you know, we need an internal website. A website where we can, where I can post my vlogs. Uh, and uh, I, and just for the curious, I'm posting uh, the videos online to Vimeo because in Vimeo, I can limit the availability of the, of, the, uh, of the video only to a certain domain. So this way, it cannot mm -hmm. be embedded anywhere. Nobody can really uh, watch this video from anywhere on the internet. So my popular blog will only be at top, uh, viewed 25 times. <laughs> so <laughs> I can only get to 25 subscribers. <laughs> that's all I can get. Um, so that's my vlogging career right there. So anyhow, I decided to build this internal website for us. And I'm doing it with GitHub. 
and uh, with uh, a different system called Jekyll. That what it does, mm -hmm. it, it converts markdown text into blogs and pages. And um, and the URL, it's nosby.team. And if you go to nosby.team, you will not see anything because uh, to be able to access nosby.team, you have to be connected through our company's VPN. So this way, we have an internal website where it's just easy to use for Nosby members because or you, you just flip the VPN switch on and the website is available. And this way, uh, I, I'm putting there all my vlogs and all, all our internal videos, as well as gradually trying to build uh, like this guidebook to Nosby. So um, I will be starting to import text that we have in Dropbox paper and put them in a coherent way. And uh, and have like this you know go to place for for our team to you know to find out you know how we do things where we do things and also because it's all through GitHub and everybody on our team has access to GitHub everybody else can be, will be able to contribute and will be able to edit the websites uh, I mean edit the texts on this website and just build it and help me build it. Nice. Um, so can you explain what's the point of doing that instead of like having like using some third-party service like Dropbox Paper or Confluence or something like that uh, to just store our internal documents and stuff like that? I just like the fact that, you know, I can store the documents in a, in a markdown form. So very like, you know, text-only form, a very good text-only form, which is really very portable. You can, you know, browse it anywhere. And second, I like the fact of having it on GitHub. So again, you see all the changes and how it evolves and how the documents evolve. Uh, and yeah. then... Also, another thing that maybe part of that website, if we decide to uh, publish, we will be able to publish also for other people. Like not, you know, not internal, internal information, but for example, some external information, how we do things, how we, you know, how we approach things. Uh, maybe some can be re republished. And this way, having them in GitHub, having them in this markdown, in, like, this universal markdown form is easy to re later repurpose this content. Uh, so you don't, you don't have to you know fight with strange formatting and all that stuff. And to me, the the the, the 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 ease of use of this, like of being a webmaster, the fact that I just edit a text, a piece of text in AI Writer, commit it to GitHub, mm -hmm. and automatically the website uh, you know um, refreshes and it's there. It's just it's it's very nice. It's uh, you know this is. How websites and you know this website has no JavaScript, no nothing. It's you know Jekyll, very very easy Jekyll. So it's very very fast, and um, uh, and of course having twenty five only visitors, <laughs> it will be always fast. So um, um, so it was a good exercise for me to learn, you know, uh, to learn how to build something like that. Uh, but also uh, I really believe that I can you know convince other. Nasby members to contribute to the website and make it a very nice living document. So living document of our company. And um, that's why, you know, me being the CEO uh, and the founder, uh, this is kind of this living document I wanted to like send the groundwork for to make and lead this project to make sure that, you know, we, as we grow, as because we just, you know, we just hired two new people. So yeah. when we hire new people, when somebody comes in, they can just, you know, go to this website and, you know, see what we are all about, you know, and, you know, see our past vlogs, our past videos that we recorded and, you know, have this knowledge base in a very nice form and also contribute to it, to, to contribute to it right away. It's kind of funny how um, nerds talk about something being easy. Yeah. Like when you use something like WordPress, you know, you have a bold button, you have an um, underline header. Yeah. 
insert link, you know, you formatting by just what you see is what you get. And it's kind of easy. It's a user interface. And you're talking about using this, this tool developed for developers, for total nerds who understand complicated terminology and like weird things like merge conflict resolution. <laughs> and it's all code, you know, markdown is text, but it's also code and it's only formatted after you switch to like display. And to like someone completely unaccustomed to it, it it's madness, right? But um, to someone who's a geek, you have to have more kind of base knowledge to be able to use that. And then it's so much easier. It's so much easier. You don't have to, to deal with those stupid editors that always are buggy, have some, some sort of issues. You know, it's just Markdown. It's 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 GitHub. So you have the, the, the version control. You see what's going on. It's one tool we know. You can search things, you know, with Dropbox paper, you know, you can't find anything. There's there's no there's no normal folder viewer. They they can't get their act together, you know. And this is so clean and simple. So like my blog Radix.io is actually also built with Jekyll. Oh yeah. So it's also all all mark markdown. It's all code, and then it's compiled to you know HTML that you know people can view in in their browser. And like you know, if I gave it to a non-programmer, they'd be like, what the hell is that? But to me, that's just so much easier than like dealing with WordPress. Yeah, so, um, but it's a very good distinction that you made. Uh, um, that's why you have to always pick the right tool for the job. So for my parents' association, WordPress is the way to go. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't edit anything. I will not be teaching <laughs> GitHub uh, to the parents who hardly you know know anything about IT, right? So this is you know this is that's why WordPress is so great because it's really easy to use and the, the, the new Gutenberg editor in WordPress five is fantastic. I love it. It's really good, but I wouldn't use it for my stuff because I prefer this control, as you mentioned, this control that you know you know this text is just formatted perfectly the way you want it um, and we geeks like this kind of control so um, so I think what we did very well uh, in Nosby because uh, we had this whole saga for example of help pages for Nosby so our help page was mm -hmm. initially uh, uh, like one thing then we started using some additional serv external services to do, do the help page and it was always sucking because you know we needed several language support and all that stuff so in the end, what happened is we taught everyone GitHub in the, in the company. So, so that's why yeah. this moment is good for, for me to, to build the nosby.team website because I know that everyone can contribute to it because everybody knows GitHub. Everybody on the team knows how to use GitHub. And uh, uh, that's why for us, it is the best tool for the job. Yeah, and it, it seems to me from the outside, like I don't follow this, but... Um, I see all the people in the, the company, you know, non-programmers using GitHub and, you know, we've all been using Markdown for, you know, since the beginning of time. And it's like, it's, it's not, it's not that hard. Like the, 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 there's a barrier, there, there's a learning curve, but it, it's not something that you have to be like super technical to be able to understand. You just have to learn it and, and then it's nice. Like, you know. I was so geeky about this that, for example, all the emails, all the, I mean, you might not know this, don't know this but uh, so again, uh, the, the system that we use for emails, for, you know, autoresponders, you know, everything that we do, you know, send marketing emails to the customers, uh, they have editors. Great. But 
I don't trust these editors because, you know, they are so nice and so easy to use and then everything gets just out of whack. So what I did, like years, years ago, I created a PHP script that parses, uh, you know, the, the, the markdown to create HTML that I will just paste there, you know? I, I, mm -hmm. I, I didn't trust these services to do a good job doing HTML, so I preferred to write uh, um, uh, marketing text, you know, marketing email in markdown and then convert to HTML and then paste it there. And the good thing about it is, is, is again, the ease of use for the marketing people because in the, in the beginning you just edit the text without worrying about markdown, about how it would look, look like. You first edit the text and then you convert it to, to the HTML. And this is this kind of sense of control that, that we do like and we do have as geeks. But it's just better. <laughs> yeah. So Nozbe.team, another project uh, of mine, um, and this whole thing, this whole story wouldn't be complete if I wouldn't tell you that I'm not going to just launch one website or two websites. I'm going to launch three websites. So with all that knowledge, you know, like really, I'm, really, I'm, a, I'm a serial webmaster right now. This is really a uh, wow. uh, cool thing, and I'm really excited about it. So as I mentioned, for Nozbe.team, I learned... Uh, uh, you know, GitHub, of course, but Jekyll. So how to create websites and blog in Jekyll. And recently I've been thinking about my nooffice.org website, which I have actually uh, hooked up to Medium. Um, so ta -da! today when we publish this uh, podcast, uh, um, so it will be like in a few days, so I'll have time to finish it up. Um, I will have launched the new nooffice.org website. Uh, it has all my posts from Medium imported uh, uh, again into the same system. So again, a new GitHub repository in GitHub. Uh, all my posts are there. Also, um, uh, all my other texts are there. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to open write the nooffice book. So the blog for nooffice.org will be just status updates of my writing. And uh, I will do the table of contents. And uh, the table of contents will have no links in the very beginning. And it will be, of course, a livable document. So I will be changing the table of contents as I go. And then once I add stuff to the table of contents, I will link it there. So the idea is mm -hmm. this, that it's going to be actually open source, inspired by your uh, watermelon. I decided, you know, I'm going to do the open source thing. And I'm going to write this whole thing. The repository will be open. So will be, people will be able to visit this repository and check it out. And the articles, mm -hmm. like every chapter or every sub-chapter will be an article. And people will be able to do pull requests or comments on the, on the chapters. And this way, I'm hoping to... Um, uh, and, and this comes also with my idea to redesign my, um, my, my, my habits and rituals to enable time to write, like, you know, an hour a day or half an hour a day, some time to write. Uh, this way, I want to like, get on the cadence of really writing the No Office book and asking mm -hmm. for feedback through GitHub, which is, of course, a very nerdy way to ask for feedback, but I think it's the cool way to go. So I'm going to open source No Office book and I'm going to open write the No Office book. I actually think... Um having something like your editor send you pull requests is uh, a wonderful way to go about writing because if you just have 
I don't know, a Word document that you have on Dropbox. And then your your editor comes in and changing changes things for you. Then you don't see it. Like it's hard to see the difference and it's hard to comment on the individual differences. Right? You use Google Docs, maybe it's a little bit better. You can comment on things, but it's still still nasty. Like you, you still don't see the the timeline of changes. When you commit an article and then you have someone with um, corrections, they send you a pull request, you see the, the nice diff, you know, what was removed, what was added, what was changed, and you can add a comment to a particular line of text and like, hey, wh- why did you change it like this? And you can suggest changes like, no, let's use this word. This actually better, um, uh, better represents my intention, right? But yeah, are, are you actually going to um, accept pull requests from the public? Yeah, yeah, that, that's the idea. The idea is to, so I haven't still figured, so uh, I'm going to ask you for some opinions because I haven't still yeah. figured out the idea for the license. If I want to do... Yeah, you got you got to think about license. Exactly. So if I want to do it like a, like a, you know, um, Creative Commons attribution license or, or, or not, I'm not sure. So I, I have to think about that. But, but because, you know, I'm not earning money. I'm not going to be earning money through selling this book. I uh, Even if I go to a publisher and they give me some advance or whatever, I don't want to go through this. I don't care. Like, I'm not... Mm-hmm. Uh, like, my business is not, be, <laughs> not, not no office book. But yeah. because of our WWDC uh, experience, whenever I was talking and pitching Nosby to people and we would come to the remote work kind of thing, uh, we would come to the remote work topic people would mm-hmm. be really engaged and people would really be asking me questions. Yeah. And even though I always had this fear of there, there, there are bigger companies that like Buffer and, and Automatic, so Microsoft WordPress, that they're bigger and they're like grandier and they use remote work and I'm sure they know more than me. I realized that not enough companies share the knowledge anyway. And, uh, yeah. and I thought, you know, I want to write open write this book because even if the book is not finished yet they might be already chapters which i can link to <laughs> which can be really useful you know and 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 this way um the book can and and i'm, and I'm hope, hoping for contributions from other companies who are trying open a, a remote work or have implemented remote work but have different experience than us uh, because again we yeah. don't know everything uh, so that's why i think writing it in the open uh, you know, and, and shipping the chapters as they are ready, you know, and all that stuff, um, it seems very appealing to me. And again, hope I hope I get this cadence to really write a lot. But I've already, you know, I have a whole mind map of of a table of contents that I want to, you know, publish. So, so there are things that I can already publish. That's why I thought, you know, maybe people would get engaged. And because I'm gonna uh, like open source the you know the GitHub, so they will be able to contribute to the GitHub. Maybe there will be contributions from other people. Um, again, I have to find the rules, you know, the, the the license and the rules of engagement. You know, because there I'm sure there are different way, ways. I'm, I'm sure you can help me out with that. Yeah, uh, it's tricky. I mean, the fact that you don't care for um, like making money off of the the project and going through the traditional uh, publishers um, helps a lot because you can just do something very simple in terms of licensing and you know you you can you can still publish and 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 sell it and you don't you know you, you don't have to ask um, people who want to contribute to sign a um, NDA <laughs> uh, no like a um, a CLA a, a, 
a contributor's license agreement. That, that's what a lot of big companies do on their open source project that you have to first sign in a CLA, oh, okay. which, allow, which gives them some extra protection because, you know, big corporations need more protection yeah. than they have with lots of money, of course. And, um, you know, so there's some CLAs that kind of allow allow the, the company or the original offer to, like you're, you're kind of agreeing to, to transfer the, the rights to do whatever the, the hell they want with it. So the, the product is open source on a certain license mm-hmm. to like everyone, but if they choose to, they can still, you know, do things um, like that are not permitted under the, the license that is open for to everybody, right? So th- that complicates things a lot. And like, I don't think that the point of this product is to overcomplicate things. No. Uh, so the, the only the only risk is is that the 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 project gets so successful that um, someone else kind of overtakes it and kind of starts selling it as if it was their own. But I I feel like th- that would be such a great outcome to <laughs> yeah. the whole idea of no office that I don't think you'd mind. Exactly. Exactly. No, no, no. That's that's why I was thinking, you know, because um, you know I've been thinking about this book for many years now, and 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 always thinking first that I know too little, which is not true, because we've been doing this for many years now, and second, yeah. um, well, I still have things to learn, but you know what I'm saying. And second um, is 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 that I don't have the time, you know, to do it now. It's not like I have so much time, uh, but having a chunk of time every day or every other day to write something is not unreasonable unreasonable anymore to me um mm-hmm. and but for that i want to create this system so that really when it's done it's shipped you know even if it's a rough draft of a chapter i wouldn't care and that's why um I'm hoping that once I have it, once I publish this and I'll just let, let everybody know, okay, I've just done this and this and this, and people will just read it and they will, of course, laugh at me, which is fine. I don't mind. My ego is okay. And, but then they can contribute. They can help me out. They can extend, uh, expand uh, or, or, or correct or whatever. Like, and, and we can make, because in the end, we want to make a no office movement. We want people to move away from the, from the offices. So if we want to yeah. make a movement, maybe creating a movement with a book that is kind of a movement already is a good start. Yeah, certainly it's a an interesting kind of social experiment. Like you're not the first one to come up with this, but it is it is a very unusual thing Yeah, uh, because it's kind of semi-personal, but it's, it's not like you're doing this as a pure community thing. It's like it is connected to a company and it could be, a product that's sold, just like um, Basecamp, you know, successfully published uh, free, well, more than free, but like free yeah. popular books, you know, bestsellers, uh, made some money o- off of it, though like nothing compared to their real business. Exactly. Um, but given given the, the constraints and kind of you trying to make it a movement, it, it might be a good idea to, you know, try to make it an open source project and try to pitch the idea to to other people uh other you know CEOs um building this like we 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 talked briefly to um on that DC uh, even we talked to people from PSPDF kit which is a, exactly. a remote company that's like has like twice as many um employees as Nosby has mm-hmm. you know like uh, y- you've met many many people like this running smaller and bigger companies remotely and 
maybe um, if if your project gains just a little bit of, of traction, you, you could uh, convince them to to contribute a little bit, like maybe contribute a, a, a chapter or or um, you know send a you know have them read it and sell, send a pull request with like small corrections to like what they found where they actually maybe disagree or or have another tip, you know how to go about something. Uh, that could be very interesting, and it's kind of fun working on an open source project. It it can be it can be a little um, disheartening when when you're hoping you know it will be a successful <laughs> open source project, and sometimes time passes by and there are no contributions, only questions. You know, people trying to extract time you don't have to help people out for free, and mm -hmm. you know you'd love to help the community, but like, man, I I can't do I can't do it all. Yeah. Right. But but then it's so satisfying when 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 you find one two three contributors who come come by from time to time and um, answer other people's questions and solve their, their own problems, which is the best. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you you create an open source source project. People have a problem with it, and they don't ask questions. They just make the changes necessary, send a pull request, and all I need to do is spend a little bit of time. To like review it and make sure it's okay. Maybe give them some feedback. Maybe just merge it. And now it's part of the project, and I can use it too. And I didn't have to do all of the work. They solved their own problem, and in turn, they solved a little bit of my problem. And it's 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 really it's really fun. It's very powerful uh, the way you can pull and share resources like that. Um, you know, it's it, it's kind of amazing that that it, it works in our. Um, you know, capitalist society, but somehow it does work. And in software, open source is, is big and it makes a lot of sense. And companies, small and big, and individuals just want to be a part of it. Yeah, I, like in my case of this of this book, um, of course, it would be great if I had many contributions and, and many people following it and all that stuff. But if even if not, uh, it's kind of, for me, I need this social proof of having it out in the open. Because it's just additional, mm -hmm. you know, accountability for me that I will be at it, you know, more regularly than now, and and uh, publishing it, and of course, yes, I am hoping that uh, there will be some, some, yeah, some, um, it will be successful, uh, like you know, the word would spread. Um, as you mentioned, you know, some companies do work remotely, and 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 they don't share that much. Uh, neither neither do we sometimes. So we should we should be sharing more, but. For me, the the sheer uh, number of people who are really intelligent and successful who don't work like this and are actually curious about it and have doubts about it uh, convinces me that we should do it because these people are really intelligent people, really people high high respect, and suddenly at this with with this subject they're completely in the dark. They're like, no, this can't, no, this is not possible, and I'm like, how can you? think like this i mean you you are this amazing person who did this and this and this and you think that this is not possible like you know like so so this is one of the arguments um well that's why you know i'll see how this goes uh but uh, uh yeah i i was just you know i i needed that i needed that, uh, a place to 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 write this and uh and let's see if i can pull this off you know we'll we'll, we'll see in a few months like where like where this project goes so you're saying bye bye to Medium? Oh yes, that's uh, another thing that uh, uh, also uh, like the Medium editor when it showed up, it was uh, it again, it was very nice and very clean and all that stuff. Uh, but 
if you want to try to do anything with the content on medium like good luck this is really hard and uh, again um uh, i didn't get so much audience on medium so i it wasn't like a big win for me i mean i have a few followers and whatnot but nothing really big and now that i because of you and it's your fault that i don't care so much for social media anymore um i uh, <laughs> i like i want to focus on just creative part you know just creating and not you know bragging rights so um so that's why the the shift i just realized i don't think we've talked about uh, your month and a half off of uh, <laughs> social media on the podcast like we talked about it off the show only right yeah 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 yeah, yeah uh so let's get back to this a bit later, like in, in, a, in a show later. Just I give you a, a, a well, I'll give everyone a short update. Mm-hmm. It's amazing that after a month, you stop caring that much about being there. Like the, the appeal of it is no longer there anymore. So, yeah, now if I go casually on Twitter, I go, I browse a few tweets, maybe I post something and I'm done and I'm good. Like, there is no, like, urge to catch up or urge to check more. Like, it's gone. And, like, Instagram, which was my main vice. Mm-hmm. At some point, I even installed it back on the Fire Phone. And I think I have launched it once. And then I removed it because I wouldn't use it. So, <laughs> it's amazing. Like, I, um, I'm not saying I'm definitely done with all these social networks because I have my accounts there. And, of course, I need my account, my Facebook account, for our Nosby stuff, whenever I'm, I'm needed there to, mm-hmm. to do to perform official Nosby duties on on Facebook, because we're still active there. But the, there is no really urge for me to get back there to browse it and and all that stuff. I like the urge is completely gone. That's why uh, <laughs> I'm a serial webmaster now. I'm building stuff. You know, this time that I would have spent on social media, it's not um, like all this stuff that I'm, t- I'm talking to you about, all these websites and everything. It's not something I'm sacrificing my Nosby time on. It's the time I would have spent on the social media. I'm using it for creative purposes, you know, because I'm still working full time in Nosby doing all that stuff um, that I've, I've been doing. Um, contrary to what Leon thinks. <laughs> but uh, but that's the thing. I. I'm using this social media time to do something creative with it. So, and that's why I, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm very, very, very pleased uh, <laughs> about this outcome that uh, I'm not the only crazy one, but you validated what I've um, suspected from my own experience that it's um, it has a large kind of addictive uh, part to it and the fact of using it makes you care makes you think it's more important than it is still valuable you know it, it's it's not all bad it's not all useless that's it's part of the problem right if it was all bad it would be easier to quit exactly but it's not all bad but it's it's not nearly as as personally valuable and important as you thought it was just because by using it you're kind of Add, um, add coal to the fire, and you're you're perpetuating this 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 cycle. Exactly, and even when I was at the GTD Summit uh, conference, um, mm-hmm. then I had my Twitter on my iPhone, and I was tweeting, I was hashtagging, and all that stuff, and it was good for this conference. But after I was gone, yeah. <laughs> I removed the Twitter from my phone, and was good. I was done. Like it was it was okay. Like I 
and there was no urge to, to keep you know using it so really when you move the addictiveness away it's so much better because then social media becomes just another tool that you need when you need it um mm -hmm. but not this addictive place where you go to because you have a moment to spare and i think the book this book by Carl Newport, even though we thought initially that it might not bring so much to the table, I think it did. Like the digital minimalism um, we discussed on the show. You thought that, not me. Don't don't we? Okay, this. I'm sorry. So 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 me this. I, I I thought it was just nothing really, not much new. But but turns out it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was on Twitter a bunch around, you know, a couple of weeks before, after WWDC, and it, at some point it just got very overwhelming. Like, it was like I, 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 I slipped out of my, my good habits, and, and then I just like, no, 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 let's go back. Also, I quit YouTube, which I think I mentioned to you, but not on the show, like, two months ago, mm -hmm. because I noticed that I transferred my my compulsive behaviors from other social media to YouTube, which didn't used to be a problem. And it became this thing. And I, I quit YouTube. I, I, I told myself, not until after I, I get back from WBC, so month and a half of a break, ends, couple of days pass, and I was like, okay, let's see what's up on YouTube. I spent an hour or, or two with high quality entertainment. I watched like all of, you know, eight videos that were really well produced and very cool and very interesting and maybe not like important but like I had a great time right that that took like an hour or two and then a week passed and I, I during my weekly review I noticed hey like why didn't I do much with my life this week I I went to uh screen time on iOS okay screen crimes <laughs> and uh what did it say? It said I spent 16 hours on YouTube. 16? So after those two hours of high-quality content, I just, like, I kept browsing because there were, like, things there. And they were kind of cool, but, like, not, not really that important to me. Like, they were very forgettable. <laughs> and so now I'm back on the quitted side of YouTube. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah, it, it can be addictive, especially... I mean, I mean, I'm, 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 I like cars. If I go to Doug the Doug the Muro's, you know, channel, I'm gonna be just watching car videos all the freaking time, and each video is twenty something minutes. So just think about <laughs> yes. that. Like it's crazy long. Like how much time I can spend on YouTube just watching his videos, which are brilliant. But then again, do they bring so much value to my life right now? CGP Grey, which makes very uh, fast-paced, entertaining, informative videos, like three or four-hour uh, videos, made a vlog. It took him a year to edit it. He made an uh, an hour, hour and a half maybe, an hour-long you know, vlog about him driving through the desert in a Tesla, which he, he's never driven before. And I, I saw that and I was like, ain't nobody got time for that. But let me just take a look at what this video is and how can it possibly have an hour an hour later i was done with the video <laughs> it was entertaining but did i need to do it no i i could have done something that would be more valuable to my life okay we're running out of time but but michael you, you said you're launching three websites and i think you mentioned just two what's the third one no 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 uh so i mentioned uh, the Parents Association website, ah, WordPress, okay, okay, okay. and then I two see. websites in Jekyll. So, uh, nosby.team and um, 
a, a noffice.org. And it also the interesting part, noffice.org is actually using the built-in GitHub thing, the GitHub pages. So it's it's, mm-hmm. it's just like no, almost no configuration from me necessary. Um, uh, with the Nosbito team, of course, we had to configure it on our server because we want to block it from like people using it outside of our VPN. Um, but apart from that, you know, really, the technology in 2019 is just fantastic, and the, the, what you can build very quickly and very easily, like easily, as, an, as a nerd, is so cool, it's so quick. So, um, so yeah, that's. Uh, that's it. Uh, and now I think we should do some housekeeping for the podcast. Uh, so you might have noticed us recently slowing down our publishing cadence to once every two weeks. Um, that was not really uh, planned. That kind of happened by accident because we, we couldn't keep up <laughs> yeah. um, with recording and publishing in between travel and conferences and our responsibilities. Um, and we've decided to, um, try something new. Yeah. So, um, we are going on a summer holiday. We are on the Northern Hemisphere. This is summer. And we decided not to publish anything for the next one and a half months. So, uh, so the rest of the July and, and August, we should be off the radar and off, um, uh, you know, off your podcast listening uh, schedule, even though you should check the past episodes if you haven't. So this is the time yes. to catch up with the past episodes. And we talked about really great books about digital minimalism, which we recommend and, you know, all the other stuff. So if you want to do that, you go to thepodcast.fm slash TOC, TOC as in table of contents, and pick the topics from there because we've published a lot of stuff. This is, you know, almost 200 episodes and uh, the topics are very varied, so probably not all of them will be interesting to any particular um, person, but you can pick and choose, right? And almost all of them are recorded to be timeless. Uh, yeah. Not many of them have, like, news. So uh, instead of, like, going one by one, you know, backwards, if you're a new subscriber, like, it's better to go to the table of contents and you know, find the the uh, the the best of of the podcast. You know, hundred episodes back. Yeah, this is episode one hundred ninety. So we've done quite a few really good episodes there and uh, really timeless things. So that's it, and we will be back in September, and uh, we will probably be publishing again on a two week cadence. So uh, every two weeks, uh, uh, because I we. Also, you know, uh, on WWDC and other, um, and also, uh, yeah, uh, we got listeners uh, on the GTD Summit. So, um, mm-hmm. so I met some listeners, and uh, like every time they say, yeah, it's a great podcast, but maybe too frequently. And we've been doing, you know, yeah. hour-long shows like every week. So I, I, it can be overwhelming for people. So even people in our team are not, you know. Um, who are listening are not listening to everything that we do. That's why we thought, you know, every two weeks it should be fine because we still like, don't want to shorten the episodes like to like 20 minutes or 30 minutes because, you know, we try, but just, you know, yeah, case in point. It's, it's really, could be better, but it, it's really difficult. You know, like you have a topic and you don't want to artificially stretch it to two episodes, but you also don't want to 
not mention the things that are important about it or see how the conversation goes, right? Exactly. So uh, so we will keep, you know, this 40, 50 minute uh, uh, timeline and yeah, every two weeks, uh, starting from, from, from September. So make sure to check out the past, past episodes. Of course, if you want to write us on, on podcasts, you know, do that. Um, we never ask for it. So why, why, would, why wouldn't you now? Um, and yeah. Uh, we are not stopping. We will be recording. We like to record and we like to talk. Uh, but uh, now a summer break is uh, on the books because we'll be traveling a lot. You're going to Portland to a conference. Like things are happening. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of things going on in the summer, and it's it's gotten a little overwhelming. And we just thought it's going to be a good idea for everybody to take a, a short break. We still have plenty of topics and I think it would be more interesting to record them re-energized. Um, so keep subscribed. Um, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna promise that we'll publish like in the beginning of September. Like it will be, you know, a, a two month-ish break, but we'll we'll see exactly. Also, we don't promise that we won't have like one day in the middle of the summer will where there will you know something so exciting will come up that we'll just have um our conscience will leave us with no choice but to record an episode and we'll like publish one um kind of at random uh, but in general we'll chill out a little bit for a while and then probably uh, publish every other week exactly so um the only the only promise we can uh, uh give you i think is that we're coming back so <laughs> this is not over um so uh great and uh another additional benefit that i see now is that i just announced that nooffice.org website is going to be there and i'm going to be writing my book in two months time it's a good accountability milestone to see if i was i, I made good on my promise and if i'm really you know writing or i'm just <laughs> i just decided I, I would but i never did so you'll see how this goes Right. So, uh, see you in September. See ya. <laughs>